Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. Today's guest is Carl Hardwick, who is the CEO of OPEX Fitness, OPEX Gyms, and the Big Dog Athletes. Uh, Carl is somebody who has grown with OPEX for a while now, somebody I've been following and respecting for quite a while too. Um, And just in general, everything they do as coaches and and people who are creating fitness programs um, and lifestyle transformations, if you will, really align with with what we do at Tailored Coaching Method. So it's two companies that have a very similar message, have a very similar philosophy, and agree on a lot of different things. So you definitely won't hear us debate on anything today, but you will get a chance to hear two people in the coaching space who have been in the coaching space for a long time and who have a lot of passion around individualizing and tailoring the process to the individual. So we're going to touch on program design. We're going to touch on behavior change. We're going to touch on how to connect with your clients better. We're going to talk about where the future of the industry is heading and tech inside of fitness, some things they have planned. We go over quite a bit today. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Um, So grab a pad, grab a pen, make sure you take some notes. If you're a coach, head over and check out their content because they got a ton of great stuff. Um, I've already been on the podcast once and they have a lot of great guests on that show as well. So if you enjoy the show, make sure you do me a huge favor, take a screenshot of the episode, head over to Instagram, post on your story, tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom, tag Carl at Hardwick Carl, and you can tag OPEX as well at OPEX Fitness. I will link all that as well as links to check out his free content that is available online in the description of this podcast. And without any further ado, let's talk to the one and only Carl Hardwick. Sweet, man. I'm excited for this one. I've uh, followed OPEX for a long time. Um, You guys do a ton of great work, and we, um, hence our name, Tailored Coaching Method, we do a lot of individual design. So it's going to be cool to kind of dive into that. Um, I've also listened to a podcast. I mean, I listened to the OPEX podcast with you, but um, a client of mine has a podcast. His name's Cody too, uh, as well. Um, Cody Smith and you, you guys did a podcast together that was really good on just program design and, and kind of diving into that client's journey and stuff. So I kind of want to follow suit with that really and just talk about a lot of the same thing. So um, we'll kind of dive into your background as to why you are where you are today. And then we'll um, kind of jump into um, really just what individual design is, coaching, the industry, how, where it's headed, stuff like that. Do you have anything specific that you guys are launching or that you want to talk about or anything like that? Uh, no, man. We're, uh, we're launching our own coaching tool right now. Um, so we use True Coach right now. Uh, we've used that since 2016 uh, inside of our system uh, just because we're investors in that company. Um, they sold uh so we're we're not completely you know aligned on our roadmap going into the future so we're actually developing our own coaching tool we actually have that launched uh we'll call it like a beta beta version of that tool and to just opex coaches and and, uh, people inside of our membership site but yeah that'd be cool to hit on it just because it it uh it relates to you know the conversation that we're going to have relative to individual design and some problems that we see today uh in coaching and, and the model that we coach in yeah, I'll bring it up, man, because uh, we use True Coach as well. So I'll be interested yeah. to see what changes you guys have made. Because over the time, I, I yeah. love the app, but there are certain things that I wish would be different. So I'm, I'm interested yeah. to hear about that. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh, let's dive right into it, man. So All right. let's go. Before, before we kind of start going into any specific topics or strategies or anything like that, I really want to know how you ended up in your role and what your role is at OPEX, because I've, I've watched you grow with that company over the last couple of years. And I think OPEX has become more and more well-known as a really like an educational place for people to learn more about training, yeah. which is really, really cool. So fill, fill us in with um, a little bit of your background and how you ended up being where you are and what you do today with OPEX. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, I'll, uh, I'll make it fairly brief and get to where we're at today, but my background includes a lot of different things, man. Um, you know, playing highly competitive baseball, you know, high school, uh, playing highly competitive football, high school, you know, moving on to college, just just going the football route, um, getting really immersed in strength and conditioning and 
uh, being interested in, in uh, making myself better, uh, you know, at football through getting stronger, getting faster, and uh, always trying to, you know, outwork everyone else around me uh, just because, you know, I wasn't the, the most naturally gifted person on the field. Um, so yeah, that, that's where the love of strength conditioning came from. I uh, was in a great exercise physiology program, had a great mentor, strength conditioning coach, um, Charles Poliquin, um, he, is, he became a mentor of mine back in 08, 09, did a lot of work with him, uh, met James Fitzgerald around that same time. Um, James was doing some other wacky shit and, uh, was like doing 2159 and a bunch of CrossFit stuff and bring principles into that world. Uh, but you know, back then I was too good for that, or at least I, I just didn't understand it. Right. Um, so finished college, played, uh, played a little bit of pro football, uh, got done with that, still continued the, the conditioning piece. I thought I wanted to be a strength conditioning coach, um, decided to not go that route based on some advice from some of my mentors, um, went the PT route for a little bit, uh, post football, did the military thing for six years. Fitness was always a part of that. Owned a couple of gyms while I was in the military, trained a bunch of people while I was in the military, ran all of our, um, you know, physical fitness programs while I was in the military, uh, owned a couple more gyms at the tail end of my military career. Uh, that was extremely successful. Uh, we have like a 600 member, uh, roster in, in one of our gyms really got immersed in OPEX during my military years, 2011, 2012, took the CCP, um, kind of opened my brain to a different way of thinking about fitness. Um, and that was mostly, you know, that was mostly because James and, and all of his experiences, and I saw myself trying to follow, uh, not intentionally, but I found myself trying to follow a similar path and that, that James followed, right? I was going out, I was uh, going to seminars around the country or around the world. Actually, at that time, I was trying to like, get all this information inside of my head because I, I just wanted to know everything, right? Uh, relative to program design, relative to uh, higher order nutrition, relative to behavior change, all of that stuff is in my brain. Um, and then I, I, I saw this guy, James, and I'm like, he's already done all that shit, right? Like he, he did all of it. He created this course uh, in a cabin in, in, uh, in Canada and put all this stuff out. And I'm like, I'm just going to take that and see what that's all about. So, you know, I took my first assessment and program design course with OPT, uh, which OPEX used to be called back in the day. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is it for me. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to follow this path. Uh, fast forward to 2016, uh, OPEX, you know, they, they, they launched gyms and a licensed program. And I was great friends with James. I was great friends with our ex-CEO, uh, Jim Kroll. And uh, I got into that. And that was kind of my entryway into working for OPEX. So I came on back then, you know, I had a bunch of roles here, uh, director of operations, uh, chief operating officer, uh, and now I'm our CEO today. So it was a pretty quick ascent to where I'm at within the company, but uh, that didn't come without, you know, a lot of fucking blood, sweat and tears, you know, from 2012 all the way to where we're at today. And, and now we're just pushing this individual design forward. Uh, and, and, and we're here having this conversation. I love it, man. Um, I, I'm curious of what, you know, after, after having a conversation with James uh, on the podcast, I don't, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I almost, I said that he was like a fitness philosopher, like the way he talks about training, yeah. it literally, it's, it's like stoic, right? And uh, yeah. so like one thing I've wanted to ask him uh, since then, and this is the perfect time to ask you, because I know you'll have the same exact answer is like, what does OPEX mean? Like, what is OPEX to you? Like, what is your philosophy? What are you trying to accomplish with that name and that brand? Yeah, our mission, man, I think it, I think it starts with our mission and our purpose, right? So what we want to see, and that is we want to see every person or every individual doing their ideal version of fitness. So that can be extrapolated a million different ways, right? But what that comes back to for us based on our beliefs is that everyone's doing an individualized and personalized training program. That's it. Like that's, that's what we're going to hang our hats on forever. Right. So, you know, ideal version of fitness may look completely different than my ideal version of fitness, but there are ideal versions of fitness. Right. And my ideal version and your ideal version of fitness may have been different 10 years ago than what they are today. Right. But we've had to adapt along those 10 years. And what we see so much is people getting attached to other people's ideal versions of fitness. Right. Like you pull up Instagram and you see some dude 
doing this thing and you're like, man, I want to do that thing. So I'm just going to sign up for his program and I want to get his template sent to me because I want to look like him. I want to feel like him and I want to have the influence that he has. Right. But we're not going to get there if we do his ideal version of fitness. We create our own paths and we have to do what's right for us to get us to whatever outcome it is that we want to get to. Right. So in our brains, Cody, like we can, we can only do that through personalized fitness. Like there's no way to, there's no way to throw this program up on a whiteboard or to throw this program up on Instagram and say that it's great for everyone. Like we've tried that, man, we've, and we failed. Uh, so that's, that's what our entire education is built upon. That's what our language is built upon. That's what the vision of this company is built on. It's like everyone needs to do their ideal version of fitness. I love that, man. It aligns so well with this podcast and our brand as well. So it's nice to hear that. Now, how do you go about helping people find that? Because I think you kind of briefly touched on it. I think a lot of times people step into it and they're confused because they're so easily influenced by what they see in comparison, right, to other people. Yeah. Um, how do you assess, learn, ask the right questions, do whatever you got to do to make sure somebody figures out what fitness means to them? Because they could need a completely different type of training than what they've kind of naturally flock to, if that makes sense. Yeah, you said the key word there, right? It's, it's, assess, it's assessing them. Um, and that's what we teach our coaches to do. An assessment isn't always, you know, put your hands overhead and do an air squat or try to touch your toes. It's like, that's what I think the usually sees an assessment as. But an assessment so much than that. An assessment starts with a conversation, right? And that's why we have it built out in our education. And we teach our coaches when they work with their clients, think about this thing right? Like have a, have a 60 to 90 minute conversation with every client before you do anything physical, right? Like understand why they're in front of you, understand what they think you can do for them, right? Understand what they think their goals are in that, in that console, right? And we teach our coaches, you know, higher order ways of, of linking goals and linking goals to physical fitness and linking goals to what we can actually do. Right. To, so to just give an example, if someone says, you know, a goal of mine is to be happy and to be the, the greatest father that I can be. Right. It's like we have to take a step back and we have to think, think about how can I link what I'm capable of giving you. Right. And behavior, exercise and nutrition to make you become a better father. Right. That's like that gets to become some pretty deep shit. Right. Like if we're having a conversation with a, a 40, 50 year old guy in a room talking about he wants to be a great father. Right. So it's like we have to we have to stay in our lanes as fitness coaches and we have to understand what can we do through the things that we're capable of doing to make this guy a better. Right. So now we have to act him, you know, having a better aerobic system to him going out and playing with his kids for 30 minutes instead of five minutes. And then he has to go inside and take a breather. Right. Like little things like that. And that's such a low level example. But it starts with a conversation and understanding. Right, like we have to connect those those clients to what's realistic. How long is that going to take? And maybe we even say you may want to consider shifting those goals because of X, Y, Z. I'm getting a little I'm getting a little feedback too, man. So I'm going to stop my video. We'll just edit this part out, but um, that hopefully will help you can too if you want because it sometimes that helps with with audio okay. coming through and we just we won't use this yeah. one on youtube anyway okay awesome. um but what comes to mind for me after you're kind of going into that is uh and this is something i really wanted to touch on today is kind of concurrent training and the reason i wanted to talk to you about this is because from an outside perspective when i'm watching what you guys do you definitely place a good focus on aerobic training but there still is a lot of uh, variety of energy systems in the training that you guys tend to do or, or from the eBooks and the programs I've seen you guys working on or posting on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, and I'm a big fan of that because I think there's a lot of people who, you know, get stuck in CrossFit, for example, and they're, they're really just going balls to wall all the time or they're doing bodybuilding and they're just bodybuilding. There's very little um, – there's not that many people practicing a more concurrent method. And when we, when most people think concurrent, they think that means that you have to be a power lifter who also runs ultra marathons. And that's not always the case. You know, to me, concurrent training is using a variety of energy systems and intensities throughout the week in every week of your training. Um, and I know this, this kind of goes more narrow focus than letting the person decide what kind of training they use. But how do you guys go about that? How do you go, what do you guys think about concurrent training? And, and are you using that model for most people because you believe the same thing? 
Yeah, definitely, man. I think uh, I think something that's really important for for people to understand is is to let the goal be the goal, right? And let me like dig into that statement just a little bit. Um, if if we have a client and they come to us and they say, you know, I I back squat three hundred pounds today. I want to back squat four hundred pounds in the next twelve months, right? It's like that's the goal, right? So everything that goes in that exercise program needs to not interfere with that goal. So when we look at concurrent training and concurrent training principles, it's all about not having interference, right? Or avoid interference. So for that particular person, it's like, do we do anaerobic alactic work with that person? It's like, I don't know, right? It's like, does that align with that person back squatting 400 pounds in 12 months? Do we do a very nuanced aerobic progression with that person? in a mixed modal setting, it's like, probably not, right? Because that's not going to get them to back squatting 400 pounds in the next 12 months, right? So when we look at concurrent training and principles and concurrent training, that just kind of keeps us in line, man, right? It's like, you know, uh, if, if we have a 45-year-old soccer mom or soccer dad that comes to us and they're like, uh, or to one of our coaches and they ask, you know, they're like, I just want to, I want to I be healthy and live for a really long time, right? Instantly in my head, or in one of our coaches' heads, they're thinking we need to do a decent amount of resistance training along with a decent amount of aerobic training because the goal is to be more healthy, right? To be more vital, to have more energy. And we understand that resistance training is king when it comes to vitality, health, and longevity for a litany of reasons. And we also understand that aerobic training could also be that, that resistance training's uh, you know, first cousin when we look at longevity and cardiovascular health and, and all of the things that we can kind of name that go along with health and, and longevity. So now we come to this point where we're like, okay, this person's going to do resistance training and they're also going to do aerobic training. So it's like, how do we, how do we organize this in a way, right? Based on our principles. So the resistance training doesn't affect the aerobic training and the aerobic training doesn't affect the resistance training. And that's what we would call concurrent training. And we would dig out principles from what we know to be true inside of concurrent training models that have been around for a hundred years, right? And we know that, you know, very intense aerobic work prior to very intense uh, resistance work just doesn't, it doesn't work for anyone, right? It's like, that's not making you better. That's just making you, uh, that's making you lift heavy, heavier, better while you're tired. That's it, right? So uh, that, that was a, like a long ramp, but, but the whole point of that was just to let the goal be the goal and use concurrent training principles so you can get to that goal more, more effectively. I don't know if, if this is where you, you thought of that, but um, Dan John has the best quote of that ever. It's the goal is to keep the goal the goal. And I think that's one of those ones that a lot of people, they definitely, it, it's hard because people will come to you and they want, hey, I want to get leaner, but I also want to build some muscle and I really want to perform better in the gym, you know, and they, they have all these, and I want to live longer, like all these multifaceted goals. So I get completely get what you're saying. In what scenario, though, are you going to try to program for all of these things? Uh, and, and one of the reasons why I want to ask you that is because you guys have a really cool model of, of um, gain, pain, and sustain. Uh, like when I, when I first heard that from you guys and kind of read up, I don't remember where inside of your guys' content I read up on your guys' different uh, categorizations there. But it just made so much sense. And it was just so much easier, I think, from a coach's perspective to understand how to use these energy systems when you talk about gain, pain, and sustain. So in what point are you going to be using all three of those? And how are you going to be organizing those? Yeah, I mean, typically, we would use all three of those when, uh, and, and just going back to the, the point of the goal being the goal, that we, we would use all three of those when, when all three of those are necessary, mm -hmm. right? So uh, I think that the easiest the easiest uh, example is, is a high-level CrossFitter, right? Or someone that is trying to just get really fucking good at fitness, right? That's someone that's going to need to, need to utilize all three energy systems very, very effectively. Because there's a difference between doing gain, pain, and sustain. And just for context, gain, think of anaerobic alactic work. So like quick sprints that are very intense but you're not like tired from those things from uh, for hours and hours after they just excite the nervous system or you're doing uh, CP work or resistance training and then pain, you're doing like the, the really shitty stuff, right? The stuff that, you know, you just lie down for an hour and lactate just builds 
up in the system. So think of like a 60 second assault bike sprint at all out effort. Um, so you're just doing anaerobic work there, right? Um, and then when we get to sustain, that's of course just aerobic work, right? So uh, sustain is sustain is sustain is where we make our money, right? Like we can. A lot of coaches don't understand how deep we can go into the aerobic system. The aerobic system, if it's progressed properly, when I like Cody, if I if I come into your gym and you're doing like a, we would call it map one work, so let's talk about like thirty seconds on, thirty seconds off, and you can just think about the intensity that or or the power that you could put out in thirty seconds and still recover in thirty seconds of rest to repeat that times twenty sets, thirty sets, fifty sets. Because your 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 training gauge is so is so large, right? And you have so many experiences in this fitness thing, you can probably express uh, a pretty high power output over a thirty second period and repeat that over and over and over for a really long time. So if I walked into your gym and I saw that and I didn't know any better, I would think you were doing high intensity uh, intervals, mm -hmm. right? Where I'm like, this guy this guy's doing hit training but it's like you're on the assault bike Cody you're going 30 seconds you're keeping that thing at 82 rpm exactly right and you're doing that for 50 sets that's not fucking high intensity interval training that's that's aerobic work right because you're able to repeat that over and over and over and over again and I can give that same piece to someone that it's their very first time training ever right and I can tell them to go at 35 rpm and they can also repeat that and do it over and over and over again. That's not high intensity interval training. That's aerobic training. So when we look at the, when we go all the way to the sustained side, that's why we love it, man, because we can, it's so versatile. We can go, we can go, you know, over to Camelback and we can, uh, we can hike for three hours and that's sustained. Or I can give you those 30 second intervals if you've earned it and deserved it. And you understand how to make that aerobic and we can go all the way down there. So the continuum is so large, right? So back to the back to your question. Sorry, the person that we would give all of those to, and try to peak in all of those energy systems is someone that's trying to win at something, right? So we it's just so easy to look at CrossFitters and say those are the great those are the great case studies, and those are the people that we've worked hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours on to really understand the nuances of energy system training because that shit is like it's nuanced right it's like you have to be good at so many different things yet you have to be an aerobic monster that can sustain hard work over and over and over again so let's say we take that crossfitter and we're doing gain pain and sustain where uh, let's call it a six-week training cycle we're just going to organize those things smartly right so some really good principles are you know if you're doing pain work Give yourself some some time to recover after that. So if you're on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off split, do pain work on Wednesday, right? End that session with some pain work. Give yourself a lot of time to recover. Get back at it. And maybe you're taking Sunday off. So maybe Saturday is the next best time to hit that pain work. So give yourself some time between pain sessions and any other sessions. Some other principles are never do pain work before any other work, right? So if I'm going in and I'm back squatting and doing some power clean, I'm not going to do 60 second high intensity intervals prior to the, the back squatting or the, or the power cleans, right? It's like, it's, it's all about expression and what we can express. And we can't express anything after true pain work. We just can't. So we have to understand how we organize those things. So there's concurrent training principle. We just have to adhere to because no matter how new a sport is, or if we're, training CrossFit athletes or whatever the case is, like we can't just create new principles out of, out of thin air, right? Because physiology hasn't changed since we've been on this earth. So we have to respect those things. And then when we look at, you know, the gain and the sustain uh, principles, it's like, we can do that stuff anytime, anywhere, right? Like if, if and I'll just go back to the 30 on 30 seconds off uh, conversation that, that we had a couple minutes ago with you, it's like, I would be completely comfortable giving you 30, 30 times 50, and then some heavy back squats after that. If you're able to keep 30, 30 times 50, extremely sustainable, and you're able to walk away from that shit, take a couple breaths, maybe put some carbs in your body, and then go get on the barbell and hit some back squats. Um, so, so there's no right and wrongs when we look at uh, sustained work and gain work. It's all about how the individual expresses or not inside of those pieces and if the individual expresses appropriately it's fair game man we can go we can we can take power lifters cody and we can 
we can give them some really good aerobic work and they actually won't get weaker if we're giving them the right prescription and they're getting the right dose response. If a power lifter is doing those 30 30s and they're on the ground after set 50, they're not going to get stronger because that was not aerobic work. That was actually anaerobic work for that power lifter. I love them. I think one of the, the things that interests me about CrossFit and, and concurrent training in general is, and you kind of mentioned it, it's like, and I'd actually be uh, curious about your experience or your thought process on this. But when I first started as a strength coach and I was going to school and I was interning and, and it was like rooted in the principles of like strength and conditioning. And then CrossFit came out. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like it's just throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like you can't get good at all those things at once. And then I started seeing CrossFit games and I'm like, whoa, this is insane. You're like, you're like, you're like, but you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I started kind of diving more and more into concurrent training and just all these ideas and, and just realizing the importance of these different intensities and different energy systems. Cause I think, you know, and this is something I really want to dive into with you is there's a lot of people who, I mean, over the last decade, probably just glorifying high intensity training period, just high intensity intervals is like godsend. And, and when that first was a protocol, even for fat loss, it was almost like, aerobic training or low intensity, anything was just completely thrown out the window because it had to be high intensity and people are just burning out. So I'm curious as to like how you guys program high intensity and when that's actually appropriate and maybe like who that's appropriate for, because I think a lot of people run into um, the problem of doing it when it's actually not a good solution for them at the moment. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's not, it's not popular, man. And that's, that's kind of where, you know, when people get into our system or they, they read our stuff, it's like, some people don't get on board with it, man, because we're all about the long game, right? And like, we have to mm -hmm. stick to that. Um, and, you know, we, we, talk to, we talk to many coaches, man, around the world, especially in our education, as we do, you know, cohort calls or with, with coaches inside of CCP. We talk to them and, and we tell them the truth, man. It's like, you know, you will have clients that if come to you, like, let's say I had a client come to us today and let's say, you know, all things are equal. This client is the same person under the hood. And they told us, I want to lose weight and I want to do it as fast as possible. And I was like this, you know, you know, I'm in my corner and I'm like, everyone needs to do their ideal version of fitness and they need to do it forever and longevity and blah, blah, blah. And uh, let's say you're in your corner and you're like, I'm going to give this client whatever they need to get them to their goal as quick as possible. The, the, thing, that, the thing that is reality is that the high intensity model gets people to those goals faster. It just does, right? It's like adaptation occurs very quickly. Uh, you know, the whole, the whole idea, remember like the P90X shit, it's like mm -hmm. shock the system and you'll get results. That shit is actually true. That, <laughs> that shit is true. It's like that worked for millions of people because it's true. But where were they six or 12 months down the road? Yeah. They were fucking fizzled out. They were burned out. They were like, they hit the biggest loser shit where it's like they lose a bunch of weight and then they gain that times five back and they feel like shit and they're like, I'm never doing fitness again, right? So that's the difference between the high intensity model and our model. And, and, and you and I are on the same page, right? Like you deliver a very similar service to, than to, to our coaches, right? You deliver sustainable fitness that a client can do forever, right? And that's what we're looking for. Yep. But the drawback of sustainable fitness that you can do forever is zero to three months high intensity beats us every time mm -hmm. right so you know if if uh and we're this is funny because we are next to a crossfit gym opec hq but if uh if our h2 is next to a crossfit gym and uh we don't own the gym inside it's a, one of our license owns the gym inside of there but if they went to opec's north scottsdale and they went to this crossfit gym and they're like where can i get better the fastest we have to we have to them over to the CrossFit gym. We have to say, hey, they're going to give you some intensity stuff. You're probably going to, you know, adapt to it uh, fairly quickly. Uh, you're probably going to lose some body fat uh, more than you'll lose here over the next 30 or 60 days. But we'll have you in a better spot in 60 or in eight months, right? And it's like that's reality. And some people are going to choose to go down the street and do the high intensity stuff. But that's that we 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 just can't get on board with that. So it's like you know we we have to be the guys that are like. Yeah, we're patient. This thing takes time and we want you to do your fitness program forever, not for just six months until you hit your goals. And then you just, you know, you're in the same spot a year from now. I, I want to touch on uh, the future of the industry really soon, because I think everything you're saying is the future. And it's something I've been saying for a while now. Um, and it's funny because I got asked 
fuck, we'll just go to this question now. <laughs> Where you think the industry is going and, and how you think COVID has changed that? Because I got this question probably a few years ago. And I remember, uh, it, was, it was actually probably like two years ago when we started the podcast. And I remember talking about how I think remote coaching will be more popular. I think an individual approach is going to grow. And I think there's going to be less boot camps, less classes, less Groupons, less challenges, and just more like long-term commitment. And it's going to be more common to see that. Um, and I think it has been happening um, over time. And everything you're talking about is, is literally just that. So I love hearing it. But where do you think, like, what, what was your prediction of the industry? Like, where do you think it's going um, before COVID hit? And now that COVID's here, like, how do you think that's changed? Or has your, has your thought process changed? Oh, man, it, it, it really, it, it has to an, ex- to an extent, right? Because the world is changing in front of our eyes right, yeah. right now. But um, I think what we're going to see, Cody, is we're going to see the industry change from within first. That's that's what's going to happen because we're looking at, and, and we have the data, man. It's like, who's coming into this industry? Who's leaving this industry? Where are they coming from? What are they going to? And what we're going to see and, and how this thing is going to change from within first is we're going to lose a lot of, uh, we're going to lose a lot of rep counters, right? We're going to lose the, the PT that was in the commercial gym and a client came in they counted their reps, they changed their weight, they gave them a, a templated PT program, they churned through, the next client would come in, they would do the same program, blah, 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 you know what I mean, where it's like clockwork. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose that person because gyms are closing, right? And gyms are like, there's there's no consistency right now um, in, in gyms and, and how often they'll close or if they're going to close forever and all that. And obviously, this is happening in our backyard right now with, with uh, you know, Mountainside and EOS and all these gyms that are fighting to, to reopen. But those are the, those are the people that are churning out of this industry right now are the, are the people that don't own their own thing and they're not making any cash right now because their gyms are closed. They're gone. Like they, they haven't lasted this, this amount of time. How can they, unless they're pulling uh, unemployment, which a lot of people are having difficulties doing, they, they have to go find another gig, right? And so a lot of those people won't come back into the fitness industry. They just won't. So I think uh, on, this, on the same token, though, there's, been a lot, there's going to be a lot of people that come into the fitness industry, right? Because what is this thing surrounded upon, right? COVID is, when, when people look at what is the cure for COVID right now, because there isn't one, people are like, I need to be healthier. I need to exercise. I need to build physiological resilience. I need to really focus on these things right now. And there's people that have lost their jobs in other, other professions, right? In other arenas that are like, maybe the fitness industry is where I need to go because this is the answer right now. So we're going to see people leaving. We're going to see people coming back, but I don't think we're going to see the fitness industry as a whole change all that much outside of tech, right? It's like when we start to look at, you know, these New York post articles, Washington post articles, New York times articles, uh, Washington Post articles when they do these surveys on uh, are you going back to your gym? Um, you know, what are you doing for fitness since COVID? Uh, will you re- resign when when it's time and there's a vaccine? And uh, what we're seeing right now is there's a large percentage of people. I'll just I'll go to the New York Post article. It was 75% of people and equals 2,000. 75% of those people said I will never go back to a gym even when there's a vaccine. And the reason why they said that, yeah, the reason why they said that, though, wasn't because of fear. I would have thought it was fear. I was like, yo, gyms are dirty and blah, blah, blah. That wasn't it. It was actually, it was actually, they were like, I found different ways of doing fitness that are less drag. They spend me less time. I spend less time doing those. I don't have to commute. And I'm very fulfilled in doing that. Right. And it's like, okay, this is interesting. So where do we see, where do we see an, an opening here? Naturally, we see it in, in remote coaching, right? It's like, okay, I need to coach people online one-to-one. But when we dig into that data and we start to look at what was people doing for fitness, you know what was not on that list? Resistance training wasn't even on there, right? Like not even 1% of people were lifting weights out of those 2,000, right? They broke it down by percentage. It was like 35% were hiking. 32% were running, 35% were doing yoga, right? Like it was all low barrier stuff where people can download an app and just do it, right? Like Calm went through the roof, right? That app Calm went through the mm-hmm. roof and people are meditating now and they're, they're looking at that as improving their health and wellness and, and well-being. And they're saying that's fitness. And I agree with that. That stuff is all fitness. But because we know what we know and what I said 
15 or 20 minutes ago that resistance training is king and it will always be king. People aren't even doing that shit. So where is the opening? The opening is to educate the public on how important resistance training is. That's, that's where the opening is. So it's like, we need to educate the public on that. And then us coaches, we need to be the ones that deliver that effectively. Because I don't think people are not doing it because they don't think it's important. People are not doing it because it's too high barrier and they don't understand it. So when we don't understand something, we shy away from it, right? So the, I, I don't think industry is going to change massively unless people like us and companies like us come in and we see opportunity to make, make fitness more important, right? And the fitness that we believe to be the best version of it, more important, right? So, but that's not me saying that hiking and, and walking and running is not important. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that out of 2,000 people, a large percentage of those people would benefit greatly from doing some squats, bicep curls, and some aerobic work. That's all I'm saying. So we need to be the ones to educate coaches, personal trainers, the industry, and boots on the ground, PTs, coaches, train, whatever we want to call ourselves. We need to be pushing that stuff right? Like we need to push that. Like we need to be the new healthcare provider, right? Like we don't need our clients to go to their MDs and ask, what should I do for my fitness as the MD sitting on the other side of the desk, 40 pounds overweight and close to developing type two diabetes, right? So we need to be those people. And, and we're doing that, man. We're doing that. We're, we're making an impact. You're making an impact with this podcast and what you do in your own practice. OPEX is making an impact in what we do in our business. And you know, put, pushing our message out to coaches. Um, but I think this is a great opportunity for, for guys like you and I, man. I couldn't agree more, man. I think this is a good segue. I mean, you brought up tech a couple of times and I think that's obviously um, a, a big direction of where things are going. Uh, I, I've seen this a ton. I'm sure you guys have too. Um, just garage gyms are just going up like crazy. I have so many yep. people that have been investing in equipment for home, whether it's a bench and adjustable dumbbells or it's a bunch of bands or it's kettlebells or it's like, an accumulation and like week after week, they're like, Hey, I just picked up another thing. Hey, I just picked up another thing and it's, and it's growing. So, um, I hundred percent agree with everything you said, but with the tech piece, I know you guys are working on some stuff. So I'd love uh, to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about that. Cause that kind of stuff always fascinates me, especially when somebody's building an app, um, who has a coaching background, you know, it, it, I think it's, there's a lot of fitness softwares and stuff. And I don't know if the people who create them truly have, enough experience in individual coaching to really make that app what it needs to be, you know? So I'm curious of what you guys are building. Um, if you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. So gosh, man, uh, I'll take this back to, let's go back to 2015. Cause I think that's a, that's an important year, uh, in, in how our model of fitness, um, started to develop. So 2015, what were we doing as individual design or personalized fitness coaches? We were delivering training programs through emails and we were delivering training programs through Google Sheets. Mm -hmm. And that's all we knew, right? So we're like, yeah, this is good enough. And we were really excited when the world started using Google Sheets because it was like live time and we yeah. could have our clients put, we could have our clients put their notes in there. And it's like, okay, cool. I see that right away. And that's how we communicated that in email. Then this, this guy named, uh, Casey Jenks, he's actually an OPEX coach. Uh, he, he thought of a better way to do this, man. And he started FitBot, right? Uh, it's now True Coach, but he started FitBot. And I remember the days where Casey was just, uh, I was one of the first in that app and, and I was using the shit out of it, man. I'm like finding bugs and, you know, reaching out to quote unquote support. But I came to realize that was just Casey on his fucking <laughs> laptop at th three in the morning, never sleeping. Uh, funny story. I, I just talked to Casey a couple of weeks ago and he's like, dude, I'm still, he's like, my hormones are still fucked up from that time. Like I'd never slept, like I was working out, like, but I guess that's what it took to, to yeah. build such a monster company. But, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, true coach or Fitbot came out back then and that revolutionized the way that we coach people, man. That was, that was, it's insane to look back at, you know, how that expedited our process and how we coach people one-to-one. -one. So that came out. And, you know, Casey built it and, and uh, we were involved with that and our coaches were involved with that. And a lot of the, the ideas came to us and it was him putting, those, putting all that stuff into play and he built such an awesome company. Um, but we came to realize, you know, over the past, because that launched officially in 2016, 
uh, over the past four years, just found so many holes in True Coach relative to the way that we want to use it. Like saying there's holes in True Coach, but based on your system and how you coach people, no such thing as a perfect app or a perfect software to coach your people unless you develop it based on your principles and the way you coach people. So I think you know where I'm going here, right? So mm -hmm. it's like we've identified problems from our side and we're like, we just need to build this thing, right? And it was like, we went back and forth with True Coach so many times and they put in a lot of really good stuff and a lot of that stuff works perfectly well with what we do, but a lot of it didn't, right? So we're, we're using that platform as a workaround for behavior prescriptions and nutrition prescriptions and a way to house data and long-term planning and consultations. It was a mess, right? It was like everything was a workaround. So at the end of last year, 2019, we started, we started developing our own platform called CoachRx. And CoachRx is built off of the way that we coach people, right? So a client has their profile, the coach has, the coach has an opportunity to house all of their assessment data. So we have this thing broken up into, you know, our body assessment, our move assessment, our work capacity assessment. We have what we would call uh, FMEs or fitness monitoring exercises. So those would be our metrics that we've used with thousands and thousands of clients over the years where we, we look at, you know, what is uh, what structural balance and the system tells us what needs to be worked on, where there's structural imbalances, and we can understand how good our clients are getting over a period relative to what good means to them. We have a place where we can, you know, house initial consultants, monthly consultations. We have a place where we can identify clients' priorities, and there's some automated pieces on that based on the assessment where the, the software tells us exactly what our clients' priorities should be but the coach has full autonomy to, to change those, adjust those, or edit those. Uh, we have planning mechanisms where we understand clients' training schedules, what equipment, what equipment they have at their fingertips. And then finally, we have uh, periodization. We have a periodization section in this thing where we do you know, macro cycle planning, so long-term planning. We do short-term planning or mesocycle planning. And we also do daily planning or micro cycle planning inside of this app based on all of the information that we have available for that client. So it's a place that houses all the data. It's a place that we can, uh, we don't have to look around and input things in True Coach and the notes and, and all of that. It's a place that works relative to how we teach coaches to coach. Um, and now we're, we're actually, so all of that's done. All of our coaches are using it. That's inside of our membership site. We've unbelievable feedback on it. But there's a barrier barrier to use it. You have to be a CCP coach to use it. And we did that intentionally uh, because it's based on our principles and we want to make this thing really fucking good. So we want our coaches in there and we want them to us feedback. And we have outstanding developer that's leading this thing. And, and we're, we're making changes on this thing hour and like this thing is, is very dynamic right now. Um, so there's been a lot of improvements over the past couple months since this thing has been live. And now on the map we have starting to build uh, an entire workout programming piece into this thing. So um, we're, we're, we're going to move away from True Coach and we're going to use our own app. We, we think True Coach is outstanding, uh, but it's just time for us to build our own thing. Um, so we're going to have all of those capabilities in there. We're going to have an iOS app, an Android app upon launch of uh, a version two of this thing. Um, we're going to have workout timers. We're going to have uh, CRM comes built in this thing for our gyms. Uh, so they can use this for everything to include billing, automation, emailing, campaigning, the whole nine. Uh, we'll have API. We'll have we'll have this PI, the Miss Pal, chronometer, uh, wearables, everything. Right. So the goal is that a coach and a client only have to use Coach RX, and they don't have to download any other fitness apps or fitness software outside of uh, pieces that are API'd into this thing. And the goal on that piece is to, to increase efficiency for our coaches, right? Because coaching someone one-to-one -one is just harder and it takes more time than it, than it, than it takes to coach a group of 20 people in a class, right? Like that shit's easy. You just go, you say the workout, you make sure everyone does it. You say, see, see you tomorrow and they come back. So there's not a lot of day-to-day -day work there. But to coach someone individually, as you know, man, that takes time. So we're building the platform to coach a human being one-to-one. -one. So it'll have a lot of automation. 
but this thing is still one-to-one -one personalized and we will never get rid of the coach to client relationship even if we put or even when we put ai into this thing it'll still all be based on you know building the coach client relationship holy shit man <laughs> that literally is like it's the perfect app i mean i'm not not to like i mean everything you broke down is literally like what keeps going through my mind is like all the things like that i wish were in something that i use to coach my clients and it's funny because even that evolution is i went through the same thing emails and Google Sheets and, and um, Google Docs uh, and then PDFs and then True Coach and all those things. So, um, I mean, I'm saying it publicly, dude, I'll be on the wait list for that for our membership site because I know that, I mean, that's badass. That's, that's really, really cool. And, and you can tell it's a coach's app built by coaches, you know, and I think that's the most important thing. Um, you, you breezed over this a couple times uh, during that question and the question before, but like your principles, like you talk about the OPEX principles or the individual design principles. Can you lay those out? Is there like a list of, of principles that you guys really try to ingrain into the coaches that you guys work with um, and what those are? Yeah, man, there's, uh, there's, there's hundreds of them, right? So we, we break we break our ideologies into three pieces, right? There has to be exercise principles, of course. And we, we, we touched on those a little bit with, uh, you know, the gain, pain, sustain, but that's, the, that's, that's what our exercise prescriptions are based on, right? It's like, what are you giving your client and what are the principles behind progressions inside of those? So in our course, we go very, very deep into those, into those three energy systems and who they're good for, who they're not good for and how to progress them. But inside of exercise principles, there's also assessment principles, right? It's like, how do you assess a human being? How do you coach a human being forever? And how do you understand if better or not? And what do you do when they're getting better? Or what do you do when they're not getting better, right? So that stuff is really important to understand. Um, and then there's, there's, uh, there's behavior, right? Like behavior is something that we can't forget about. So we go really deep into behavior ideology and principles when working with a human being, because human beings are complicated uh, things, right? It's like, there's a lot more at play than an exercise program. Sometimes we have to connect people better to that exercise program. Sometimes there's behavior changes that we have to know how to implement as coaches and when to implement those things and what people are ready for or what they're not ready for, right? So that's inside of our behaviors portion of, of CCP. And then we, there's, of course, nutrition, right? It's like, how are people fueling themselves? And, and we take a little bit different of an approach to nutrition to a lot of uh, other companies out there. But a massive partner of ours, because we speak the same language or a similar language, I, I should say, is precision nutrition. So they're great friends of ours. Uh, we, we implement some of their pieces inside of our education and their education partner, where we send a lot of our coaches to really go down the rabbit hole in nutrition. But the way that we teach nutrition, man, it's all about, it's all about, you know, where you're at and what your client needs, right? So, you know, people that fall on Instagram or they download our stuff, we talk about BLGs or basic lifestyle guidelines a lot, right? It's like, we talk about rhythm, we talk about uh, fueling, we talk about, um, you know, uh, how much blood are you moving on a daily basis? We talk about food hygiene and are you chewing your food? And we talk about a lot of low level things. Those need to be accomplished by a client before we get into higher level uh, nutrition protocols, i.e. never give a human being macronutrient, a macronutrient profile. If they stand up and they eat, they don't chew their food and they only eat one meal a day and they're getting 400 calories in that meal, right? It's like wiring to macros, right? Like we need to, we need to fix some lifestyle stuff with macros, right? So we use a tiering approach when we look at coaching someone in their nutrition and there's a lot of synergies with nutrition and behavior for us because a lot of the level nutrition our lower level nutrition ideologies are actually behaviors that need to happen in, in humans right so we go really deep into um you know lifestyle and we go really deep into you know fueling protocols and personalized fitness and deloading and uh you know understanding food allergies and all of that and how to implement that into your coaching practice uh, but it's, it's more of a step-by-step -step approach. Um, so those would be our big three areas that we dig really deep into. And then the last area that we dig, dig into that's outside of fitness principles is business principles, right? So it's like, how do you wrap all of stuff up and make a career out of it, make a profession out of it? So 
our course is actually broken into three sections, which stands for CCP. It's, it's the coach, right? So inside of the coach, you learn all of our principles, exercise, behavior, and nutrition principles. Then you have the client. Inside of the client, you learn how to implement those principles into your practice. It's like, okay, now I have all this stuff into my head. How do I actually use it? How do I put pen to paper? How do I write programs? How do I consult with clients? How do I keep clients happy? All of those things, right? And then in the professional section, that's when we talk about the business stuff and how to wrap a business around this thing. And uh, we give our coaches ideas on business uh, principles to implement inside of their practices. And then before coaches go through CCP, we have pre-course readings, right? So it's understanding the science of exercise, the science of behavior, and the science of nutrition. So we have all of that. We have all of that packaged on the front end of the course. So I don't know if that answered the question, but that's kind of an idea of you know where our principles are and how we break our principles up. But there would be hundreds of them if we were to go into them uh, specifically. Of course, no, I think that's perfect, and I and I love that it wasn't just it it wasn't just exercise principles, you know. And I think that's something that I've stuck with for a long time too, because um, some of the first certifications I ever did were Precision Nutrition Level One and Two, and and they focus so heavily on behavior change. Um, and just connection and communicating with other human beings. And I think it's a, it's a lost focus inside of coaching. Um, we primarily work with clients on nutrition. Like that's our main thing. And a, and a lot of our clients do use macros, uh, because that's just where they're at in their experience and their journey when they come to us. But there's a lot of times where people will come to us and they'll say like, Hey, like, well, what kind of diet are you going to put me on? And the answer is always, it depends. Like, where are you at? Where have you been? Where do you want to go? And, and what is your lifestyle like right now? Because I can't tell you exactly what your prescription will be until we go through all these things that you're talking about, these principles and these assessments. So um, I 100% agree, man. I love the way, the way you spun that. And I think it applies just as much in both training and nutrition and business. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, it seems like we're aligned on so much of this stuff, man. And that's, that's great to hear, man. It's relieving to sit back and, and just have a conversation with that. That just speaks the same language, man. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. That's why I wanted to have you on, man. Um, I, I do. I have one more question for you that I want to ask before we get going. Um, and there was a few answers that you gave today that kind of made me want to bring up like a like a case study, right? Like an actual client. You just spoke on um, actually applying it. And I think practical application is something that a lot of people forget to focus on. They take in and then consume so much information and they forget about the part where you actually have to use it. So I was glad you mentioned that. But in the scenario where we have this person who does want high intensity, they do, maybe they are in CrossFit, but maybe that's not what they need. And, and you guys probably see this. I see this all the time. They know they need something different, but it's so hard for them to get away from that high intensity craving that they have in that CrossFit style of training. How do you go about working with somebody like that and, and educating them on what they need and, and maybe still making it fun, you know, cause they're obviously addicted to something inside of that sport, but they need something different. How do you go about that? Oh man. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. And, and, and we actually talked about this uh, last week. We do a, for all of our gyms around the world, we do a monthly, monthly OPEX gyms license call. And this was the topic of discussion, man. And it, it always comes back to alignment, right? Like if, if, if I'm a coach and I have a client in front of me, I could ask, a series of questions and get a lot of different answers and depending on where I want that conversation to go or what I'm trying to extrapolate out of that out of that conversation one question that I love to ask people that I work with or people that I have worked was what does fitness mean to you right if we ask someone that question what does fitness mean to you we can get so much information out of that right because that person that's addicted to high intensity training and they came from a CrossFit gym or something like that, not to continue to poo-poo on CrossFit, like what they do is great, but uh, just different from what we do. Um, But if, you know, came from a model like that and they're doing a bunch of uh, high intensity fitness and I ask the question, what does fitness mean to you? And they answer, it means freedom to me, right? It, It means that I can do something very, very challenging and forget about all my problems it's like, whoa, right? Like that opens up, that opens up an awesome conversation that we can have with our clients. It's like, let's dig into that a little bit more, right? Like, why, why do you, why do you feel like you, you get freedom from beating yourself into the ground? And maybe they're just like, you know, the, the adrenaline, the cortisol, all of the things that, that go through my body, the sense of accomplishment after that training session, that shit just feels good. It's like, okay, awesome. And 
I'm in line with that, right? I think we should, I think we should explore ourselves through physical activity. Sometimes it is going to be high intensity. And if they want high intensity work, it's like, okay, how can we dose this appropriately so you can do this shit forever and not just for the next six, like we talked about earlier. And then we start to look at, you know, who is, who, how is high intensity training or high intensity pieces beneficial for someone that doesn't actually need to do it. Right. And it's like, I would argue that person after having, let's say we had a 30 minute conversation around the freedom and, and the feeling after that. And we both came to the conclusion, like, yeah, I think high intensity training, like it's good for you. Like it, it makes you feel good. You enjoy doing it. There's a sense of accomplishment, but we're only going to do that one time a week. Or we're going to do that one time every two weeks. And I want to make sure that we're getting better at that high intensity training. We're not just beating yourself into the ground and you're, we're seeing degradation over time and you're getting worse and you're barely hanging on and you're sleep is shit and the whole nine, right? It's like, let's incorporate this smartly using really solid principles, right? Now it's like, okay, they have that day that they fucking look forward to every week or two where they're hitting this piece. And as a coach, we're looking at that. We're not just giving them a bunch of random things, right? Like we're giving them high intensity work that they can recover from, right? They can have a recovery day the day after they can come in on Monday and they feel awesome, right? They're still, they're still hitting like a percent in the back squat if they have to. They're not grinding through 70% because their nervous is still trash from Saturday. So I think there's always a, a way to appropriately uh, prescribe anything. And man, I, I hope anyone listening, when you look at OPEX, it looks like we say death to high intensity training. No, what we're saying is death to high intensity training for everyone all the fucking time right? It's like, I do, I do, I do some high intensity shit every now and again. I understand that based upon my, my, uh, my, my training age and, and, uh, the amount of power I'm able to put out still at my, at my old age that it messes me up for a couple of days. Right. So I don't do it all the time. Uh, but I was actually with James this past weekend, you know, we had a little family vacation up in Idaho at his lake house and we spent some good time together and we hit some pretty high intensity shit over the weekend him and I, and it was fun, right? It was like 15, 20 minute pieces, jumped in the lake after and then hung out with the family, right? It was like, it was just fun to explore that stuff. So we're not saying that we never touch high intensity. We're just saying, don't let high intensity be your beacon and what you're striving to do all the time. I love that, man. I think it's said perfectly well. And and it gives people that feeling. And, and I think that's the most important thing, but it all comes from a deep conversation. I think coaching is about deep conversations and going beyond just macros or just reps or just program design. Um, and you guys do really well with that, man. So I really appreciated this conversation, dude. It was really just, like you said, like-minded people talking is always fun, um, especially because I agree with everything you're saying. <laughs> so it's just always nice to, to have those kind of conversations. And I think the audience will get a lot out of it. Um, but before I let you go, where can everybody find you? Um, Instagram website, where, where your content is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. You'll probably want to find OPEX before you find me. So uh, on, on the OPEX side, you can find us at OPEX Fitness on Instagram. And then uh, our website is OPEXFit.com. As you know, man, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of free content that we give away uh, to everyone uh, for nothing. Just throw your email in there. Um, you could also kind of look into what we're doing on the CCP side and uh, what we offer there and kind of get a taste and, you know, you can download our uh, or, or sign up for our coaches toolkit. That's kind of our introduction to uh, P. Um, and then if you want to follow me for some odd reason, I'm not the most interesting guy. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Hardwick Carl and no website and don't Google Carl Hardwick because uh, you'll, 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 you'll find Google it. Just don't do it. That's not me though. <laughs> for Carl. Well, good, man. Uh, I'll link all that in the show notes uh, for everybody listening who is coaches, which I know is a lot of people listening. Highly recommend you guys go check out their stuff. Um, I've been on their podcast. Their podcast is amazing. Their content's amazing. They give a ton of free eBooks away. So I can't say enough about OPEX in general. So all the coaches listening, head over there, click the link in the description and check them out. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. 
please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomperformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.